Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a climbing coach, business coach, and brain rewiring certified coach. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things climbing, business growth, and brain rewiring from a holistic point of view. You can hear more from me over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching and on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. You can find freebies for training for climbing, building your business, and brain rewiring over there. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be able to share a very special guest with you today. This is somebody that I've looked up to for a very long time and somebody that when I really got interested in having a lot more guests on my show, I knew she was like the first on the list. So I reached out to her. She was really receptive and I'm so excited to be able to share Jessica Campbell with you. She is one of the OG Leavenworth climbers. She put up a ton of stuff. She was really instrumental, I think, to building the legacy that is Leavenworth. Again, I've looked up to her for so long. I'm so excited to have her on the show and we have a really great conversation. We talk about a lot of things involving why she climbs, why why anybody needs to climb, why why pushing grades, why taking a step back. Like I we just have a really great conversation and I know you're going to love it. So before we go ahead and get into the interview, some updates from me. If you've been listening to the podcast lately, you know that I've been talking all things business. That's because Ignite, my 12-week business accelerator program, is relaunching at the end of the month in a group format. So this is highly supportive business coaching directly from me. I'm so excited. I am going to be teaching you everything that I know and everything that I have learned on my way to building a multiple six-figure business. Believe me, I hold nothing back. It's really important to me that I am super transparent in everything that I've done and am able to teach you everything and really tailor this to the individual as well. So this is going to be a small group format. I'm so excited because this will be catering to online business owners of all types. So if you are a healer, nutritionist, coach of any type, or somebody that sells physical products online and you want to use social media to market and promote your services, so that means Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, podcasts, email, whatever whatever medium that you really like, it's super important to have an actual strategy behind that because if nobody knows that you exist and nobody knows that you have something to offer, you're probably not going to be selling many things. And if you're not selling anything, you actually don't have a business. So if you want to learn how to market your services and offers the right way in the way that actually, you know, gets you to create an impact and an income from that, I would highly recommend joining the waitlist for Ignite. You can do so using the link in the show notes. The waitlist is only going to be open for a very short period of time because enrollment is opening in less than a week. Enrollment will be opening to the waitlist on October 25th, which is next month. Monday. It's only going to be open to the waitlist for a short period of time. So if you want to lock in your $500 discount and be the first to know when spots open, again, I would highly recommend checking out the show notes and joining the waitlist. I cannot wait for this to start. 12 weeks of amazing transformations. I can't wait, cannot wait to see the shifts and changes that happen for the incredible business owners that step into this container. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this interview with Jess. Hello and 
everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited. I have my guest here today. Her name is Jess Campbell. I have known about Jess for, I mean, gosh, it's probably been about 12 years now. Like ever since I started climbing, um, I remember this one certain climbing film came out called Western Gold. And I remember seeing Jess in it and just being so inspired. She climbed a lot in Leavenworth. And that is one of my absolute favorite places in the entire world to go climb. And since then I've followed Jess's journey. I was so excited when I found her on Instagram because not only is she a climber, she's an amazing artist. She's also a volunteer firefighter. We're going to get into a lot of that different stuff today. So for my audience who might not know you can you share a little bit more about yourself Jess oh well thank you for the introduction <laughs> um well I mean I would I would say that's kind of me in a nutshell I uh, let's see I I started climbing uh over 20 years ago and uh it was one of those things when I found I just I knew I wanted to do it forever I loved it so much uh it just really lit that like inner fire and and uh propelled me for many years, my life it was driven by climbing for a very long time. And um, I, my relationship to climbing has definitely morphed over the years and has uh, fit in different parts of my life. And uh, But it's something that I will always do. I always love to do and I always try and make time for. Um, let's see, climbing. I'm also an artist. I've been an artist since I was a child. And, um, I just love creating, uh, I think I'm a craftsman at heart and I like to work with my hands and I love being outside. So climbing fits really well with me there. And then with art, same thing, you know, just like drawing and painting or, you know, building things from scratch. And, um, that's just where I, I seem to find my happy place, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, um, and then firefighting came into my life. Um, about three years ago. And, um, essentially I was looking for a way to, uh, help out the community more. And, uh, uh, initially I was doing it through climbing and teaching clinics and doing different work for different volunteer organizations. And that was good, but, uh, I was like seeking more. Um, and I just, I felt like my life needed some more balance in that department. I just, I was like, how can I give back to people? I don't even, I didn't even really know what that meant, honestly. Um, Cause there's a lot of ways that you can help people. Um, and uh, I started with uh, working with the sheriff's department. Actually, I was on their high angle ropes and rescue team. And I uh, went on some, um, a lot of cool training and some calls and, and I thought, wow, this is pretty neat. And then oftentimes we would meet at the fire station. And so I ended up, poking around there like this is kind of cool what's what are you guys up to you know and um and then that's that's kind of where I ended up staying so um it's a very rewarding path uh it is stressful at times <laughs> but it can also be really fun and um it def helping people on that level uh I have yet to experience in any other area of my life so it's a it, it's it feels good Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm sure it feels too, like kind of in addition to climbing, it was like not, not a piece that was missing, but like for you to kind of have like connect further to your mission of wanting to help people. And I'm sure you also still get to be outside. Like there's obviously a, you know, a very physical component to that as well, which is something I definitely want to ask you about was, you know, was training for that pretty hard. What was that like for you? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, 
I would say the the most valuable asset I got from climbing that transferred into uh, firefighting, at least for training purposes, uh, was the ability to endure suffering. So, you know, long days in the mountains, you know, pushing until you, you think you can't go any further. Uh, that was a very valuable tool to have in training for firefighting. Um, cause it, it just, you just have to be able to grind it out and it's not over until it's over until the fire's out or the person goes to the hospital or, you know, whatever. And so you don't get to sit down and be like, I'm tired. I'm just, you know, I'm done. <laughs> you, know? you don't get to just hop but, off and be like, ah, oh, I'll try it again later. Totally. Uh, same thing when you're committed, uh, doing something in the mountains, like, you know, at some point it depends on the route you're doing and all that, but, um, at times, you know, there's like a point of no return. It's like, okay, if I go past this, then I'm committed to somebody and getting back down. And so you just, you just have to figure it out. If something happens or comes up, you just got to work through it and problem solve. And so oh, that's very valuable in, in firefighting. Um, the training uh, was hard in the sense that uh, everything in firefighting is really heavy. <laughs> yeah, and you're not big. Like you're not a big person. no. And so like gearing your training from, uh, cause climbing is very different, specific, uh, gearing the training more towards like weightlifting and, um, like carrying heavy packs and walking upstairs for way too long. You know, all these things was like tough on the system, but I have a good healthy base. And so I was able to build off of that, um, but, uh, I mean, some people are just little powerhouses. I, that's not really, my, was never my strong suit in climbing. I always kind of catered to my, uh, technical abilities. Like how can I break this down and make it doable? Um, there has to be a way. <laughs> yeah. Like so. I will find the, the quote easiest way up this very <laughs> difficult thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we're not going to suck our way through it. Right. Yeah. So, Yeah. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. I was, I was really wondering about that because I mean, yeah, there's so many heavy things that you're constantly picking up and like, yeah, sure. You can carry some crash pads and like walk uphill, but it's, it's not the same. I mean, you're wearing so much gear. It's also like super hot, you know, if you're like actually fighting fires. So it's like these, all these additional layers on top of that. And I think you pointing out, like, it's just that ability to endure those, those really <laughs> tough situations and environments like that. I mean, that's, that's really like, for me, kind of what it's all about with climbing is like, it teaches us like maybe what we didn't recognize what we had inside of ourselves already. Like it really brings that to the forefront. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the, it, um, I'd say the one, what's difficult about going back into climbing after training for firefighting is it does change your body. And so with climbing, we know it's nice to be, uh, light and fit in a particular way but with firefighting I had to I had to put on weight and so when I'm climbing you know when I was started to have more time to go back out I'm like oh this doesn't feel like my body this is so strange you know um mm -hmm. but you have to be patient with yourself and I was like okay I I still get to climb I still get to go out and I still get to enjoy the space it's okay if I feel a little different and that's the beauty of climbing and as we age because our bodies are always changing um, and so a way to climb something that worked for you a year ago or five years ago uh, will change, you know, five years down the road. And it's your ability to be able to adapt and find those new paths that will help you 
um, in that process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you shared that too. I think, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves. I know I do specifically. I'm like, oh, well, I was able to do this last year, this certain way. And then I come back to it and I'm like, oh, no way. Like that's certainly not happening now. And I mean, we put so much pressure on that performance aspect of things, but you being able to remind yourself, like, this is all about being outside. It's about moving on the rock. It's about appreciating kind of like what we have now, what you mentioned. And for me, this is something that I've always like, I feel like I've always known this about you is you've been able to like, yes, maybe in the beginning climbing was like the most important thing in the world, but the view that I've always had of you is like, you're able to shift in and out of it. Like, yep, sometimes it's really important and we do that thing. And other times it's not as important and it's okay. Like what would kind of be like, what was your journey through that? Like, like, how did you get to that point where it's like, yeah, I love and appreciate being outside, but it's not necessarily the thing that drives everything in my life. Right. Um, that's a great question. Uh, yes, because there was a time in my life where it felt absolutely necessary to have to climb all the time. And if I couldn't, um, you feel like you don't feel right. You're like, I need this to feel normal or sustain and you know, and then you have, you know, fear of missing out. And then, you know, the, all you get all these other feelings and emotions about it. And um, you end up kind of just like, uh, there's a term for it. Like you just, you're, you, you're always in that state of mind, no matter how many projects you're completing or how much you're uh, accomplishing and climbing or how many ticks you're making on that list. The list is forever growing. And, um, there's always harder climbs that you're not going to get, or at least not right away. And, um, to stay in that state of mind can be like stressful as well. So, um, I think the, uh, I mean, how do I say this? Uh, the, I'd say my climbing started to become less uh, like an everyday thing like right around um, right before fire because I was actually in school for a long time and so I had to get used to the idea that I wasn't going to be able to climb anytime I wanted um, because I had work to do I had responsibilities Mm -hmm. Um, and then but it was it was just enough it was just a little to be like okay I can compromise that I can sacrifice that because guess what I get to get out tomorrow and then as more time went on and then I started, you know, transitioning into fire, um, I, it, fire asked more of my time. And so I had to give up even more climbing. And so it kind of happened like organically, like just a little, a little more, a little more, a little more. And ultimately I think it ended up, even though I really missed it and, um, periods of time where I was training like every single day and just could not climb for, I mean, I had to go without climbing for like eight months. Um, that was really hard. That's the longest I've ever prior to that. The longest I'd ever gone without climbing was two months. And that was only because of an injury. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. It was like, Oh God. But, um, what was really good about that experience is that it gave me the time and the space to understand, okay, I don't need to have this in my life to feel normal. I I will always love it. I love doing it. I'm glad that I can still do it. And I want to get out, but I don't need to get out. If there are other things pressing that are more important or I have to do this or that, then so be it. I can always get out 
in a few days from now, or if I have to wait till next week, I'll wait till next week. Um, but coming to terms with that has just become a lot easier than it was five years ago. And the fact that I've been climbing for so many years, you know, I think also gives a little, if I were to maybe start climbing now, I'd be like, Oh my God, there's so much to do. There's always a lot to do. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is good, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been so lucky to have traveled a ton for climbing and, um, have gotten to go all over the world and, and within the States and road trips and stuff. And I just, if, if I could every year, I would do a big road trip and then I would do an international travel. If I, if I had it perfectly my way, I, that's what I would do. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds awesome. Honestly, like to me, what you just described is like true abundance mindset. Like I've been really working on my relationship with climbing as well, which is why I wanted to ask you, you know, like kind of how you got to the place that you're at now, um, because building a business, it like, it's, it's a time consuming activity. It's something that I really love and I'm very excited about it, but I have had to make the decision. Like a lot of times I choose to work over going climbing. And at first it was really hard and it made me feel like I was missing out on everything. And I was like, oh my God, the games and the training. And I just realized how like obsessed and like hyper-focused on it I was and how that was actually detrimental to my performance. And once I've actually let go of that a little bit, I've surrendered like, okay, yep, I'm going to go climbing. Like when I have space and time and like when my, my headspace feels good and I'm not thinking about work the entire time. And it's actually allowed me to perform a lot better. And I actually, oh, hi river. Yay. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. Your dog made an appearance. Um, but it's actually been, I think overall a positive, even though, you know, I might not get out quite as much for me, I try to prioritize working a lot in, um, like the winter and the summer. And then I, I get out more in the fall and the spring because I like to boulder and that's just kind of when the seasons tend to line up. But for you, I know you absolutely love living in Leavenworth in Washington. That's where you're based out of, but what are some of the areas that you have really loved and enjoyed climbing? I mean, that could be the States or international, you know, like you mentioned. Mm. Mm. Um, they're all special, you know, in their own way, they all have their own, uh, unique, uh, attributes, but I mean, I, I love, um, I love the rocket index in Washington, um, that I've just, I've never climbed uh, anywhere like it. I mean, I, Yosemite is similar, but Yosemite is very different. Um, there's something about that place. And I think there's maybe some, uh, nostalgic aspect to it as well, just cause that's where I first started climbing and I've been here for so long. And so when I go there, I, there's just like a flood of like chapters and memories and people and adventures and all that. So, um, but, uh, and I just love granite. But I think that's just because that's where I learned to climb was on granite, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I, gosh, internationally, ugh, that's such a hard question. Um, There's like too many good places to pick. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh. I would say like for fun, like the most fun I've had with the climbing internationally, I would say probably El Chorro in Spain. Uh, that was just a good time. And uh, I couldn't get enough, just more, 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 more every day. Uh, the sport climbing there is fantastic. 
um, for the most uh, like a full package experience, like the climbing, the culture, uh, the the landscape, the geography, the people, everything. Uh, I had a very very beautiful trip in Jordan uh, like five years ago, and that place just touched me on multiple levels, not just but the climbing was, there were parts of the climbing that were really good. Um, but the climbing is very adventurous there and there's lots of loose stuff. And, uh, so it can be scary. Um, and I wouldn't call it fun. And then there'd be sections you you'd get to that might be fun, but overall, that's not how I would describe the climbing, but aesthetically it's beautifully shaped. It looks like you're climbing on the moon or something. It's very different. You just, you feel like you're on another planet. Um, and Thailand is so fun, like culturally, the the community and the climbing, everything about it. It's just a good time. It's just, you know, you're going to go there, you know, you're going to have fun. You know, um, it's going to be hot. You're going to sweat a lot, but you'll get used to it. And then you just adapt, <laughs> you know. So. Yep, it's kind of like the price that the admission price that you pay to like play on all the fun rocks. I know I just I really wanted to ask you because I'm like, okay, eventually we're gonna be able to travel again. And I know you've been to some really fun places. So I'm like, I think I want to start making my tick list again of um I'm right there <laughs> with you. Like if I can take one international trip a year and then like kind of an extended in the states trip, and then I also absolutely love granite, it is my favorite thing. Ever. Like I go climb on sandstone and I'm like, ah, I, I just, I struggle to acclimate. And I think it's because I'm so used to like, I started climbing in Leavenworth and it's just something that's really stuck with me. Something about the style. It's so like subtle and so powerful at the same time. Like in my mind, I'm like, there's just nothing else like it um, to be able to like, kind of like flow through all of those moves. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. It's um, yeah. I feel like it, they're like other types of climbing you look at the route and you can tell right away okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that same thing for a really long time and then you look at a, a granite route sometimes they're easier to break down than others but some of them you look at you're like oh my god there's even a route there i don't even know how to get up that thing are you kidding and then you climb it and it's like you just feel like you're reading um braille or something you're just like feeling around like is there where where oh my god there's something out there okay okay you know and then like, okay, I need to find a foot. It's got to, hopefully it's in this vicinity, you know, and it's just a fun process. Yeah. That was such a good analogy too, is like Braille. Cause it, it, it totally is. Like, sometimes you're like, I don't even know what I'm on right now, but I am apparently on something. And I think too, maybe the reason that you also love climbing so much is it is so creative, especially on granite, like the holds. Yeah, sure. Sometimes they're like, you know, I'm thinking of like a uh, nosebleed in Leavenworth where you like have this triangle and there's a bunch of chalk on it. And you're like, okay, that's probably a hold, but like the rest of the boulder, you're like, we're just, we're going to see how we can make our body fit into this thing. And I think, you right. know, like, that being so creative, just the route reading aspect of it, like is probably like one of the reasons that you're so drawn to it in the first place and why you've been able to climb for 20 plus years. I know. Yeah, it's true. I love, I love that uh, creative process and projecting and solving problems that you initially felt were otherwise impossible. You're like, there's no way, but then you sit with it, you spend time with it and then you start to break down pieces and that's really so fun it's so rewarding you're like I did it <laughs> yes it, it really is
it is outdoor bouldering season here in Washington, specifically in Leavenworth, and I'm so excited. All of that sticky granite just waiting for me. And one thing that's been in my arsenal even more lately than usual has been my Fizzy Vantage collagen. Literally, I cannot go a day without this. If you have not heard of collagen yet, it is an amazing supplement. We actually produce this within our own bodies, but once we hit the age of 30, we start to decline in what we can produce. So taking it externally can actually help to replenish a lot of that. Not only does it help your skin, your nails, your hair, your bones, your gut health, there are so many different benefits to it. So for me, the way that I like to take collagen is in my coffee in the morning. So I put one scoop in there. It actually adds about nine to 10 grams of protein per tablespoon. So you can know that you're getting enough and adequate protein in as well. And I also like to make my infamous tea lattes. So steeping some tea, my favorite lately has been a chocolate tea. Oh my gosh, it is so good. Usually there's some superfood mushrooms in there as well. So this chocolate tea, I steep it up. I put the collagen in there. I put a little bit of non-dairy creamer. I have been really digging on the French vanilla nut pods lately. So good. Blend it all up and it is like this foamy, delicious hot latte. Don't knock it until you've tried it. It is so good. I really love the unflavored collagen, but the peach mango has also been a recent favorite of mine. I like that with a ginger tea latte that can be really, really good. So with the collagen, I swear it makes my skin grow back faster. If you spend time climbing outside, you know that skin is, it can sometimes be the detriment to your climbing session. Um, I was actually just talking with my coach Galena about this, asking her for the other skincare tips that she had because it's such a bummer when your session is ended because you just have paper thin skin and everything that you touch hurts. You know, whenever your like skin feels hot and it's like trying to regrow, you're like looking at your tips and you're like, oh my God, they're wet. Like it's trying to regrow and you're like, I'm not done yet. Like we were talking about this and she's like, yeah, it's totally fine if like my biceps give out or my lats or like my sight goes away, but my skin, come on. So I've been taking this and I really have been noticing a difference in my skin and how fast I'm actually able to have it grow back. It seems like I am developing calluses faster as well, which I am super excited about. So if you've been wanting to try out Fizzy Vantage Collagen, they also have other amazing products. For me, the collagen has always been a staple ever since they first came out with it. If you want to get your hands on some, you can use the code LADYBETA, all one word, at checkout to get 15% off. I would highly recommend starting with the unflavored version, and then you can go with the peach mango if you want to explore a little bit. It's also really great in smoothies and also in oatmeal. I can't wait to see what you've tried. Tag me and tag Fizzy Vantage on Instagram if you go ahead and give those products a try. So, okay, tell me about one of your proudest sends. So this can be either something that like you just like really chipped away at, you know, something that was really, maybe there's a lot of exposure for you. Maybe it was like mentally very difficult. It can be also just like hard, hard, but like one of the things that you're just like really proud of having done. Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, the, I just, there's this route um, at index and uh, at the time when I was trying it, it it's, well, first it was just a very aesthetic line. Like you look at it and you're like, wow, that's beautiful. I want to climb it. But I wasn't sure how, if it was going to climb the way that it looked. 
And after I tried it, uh, I, I could, I could do it not very clean. Um, and it was really hard. Um, but the, and I was contemplating if I wanted to lead it cause I just top roped it and, uh, the gear was kind of spaced out and you really had to punch it and there wasn't time to like, Oh, I'm just going to get in another piece in case I fall. Um, so mentally this climb was very challenging for me and I, I decided, I decided to lead it and I didn't feel ready. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to take a huge whipper. I don't want to do that. That sounds like a horrible idea, <laughs> you know? And, um, I, when I decided to lead that climb and approach it, um, I, I just like, like I said, I, I didn't feel ready. And normally if I was going to take on a, a hard lead, I would wait until like my mind had shifted into that ready state. And I'd be like, Oh, it's time. Let's do this, you know, and I can feel it, but with this climb, I didn't. And so that kind of terrified me and having to step up to the plate anyways, regardless of knowing what the outcome was going to be was, uh, it was very challenging. And, um, I did do it, which was amazing. I didn't think I was going to do it, but the adrenaline just kicked in and I got to the top and I was like, Oh my God. And I almost started, I started dry heaving. <laughs> I was going to start blowing chunks everywhere. Luckily I didn't, but, um, um, just, I had so much adrenaline kicking and, uh, it's really leading is so such a great tool to really set you into that mindset. Like you can top rope something forever and you just, you might need that little extra edge that you're going to get when you're on lead. And that's exactly what happened with that route. And I just, it was just a really proud moment for me because there was so much doubt around the the actual send and then still pushing through um, the other, the other side, because a lot of times when I'm, getting close to something. Oh, I know. I feel it. I know it's going to not this go. It's going to be the next go. Yep. Like something clicks. Yep. Yes. You're like, Oh, this is happening, you know? And, um, but yeah, that one, I don't know why that one got under my skin so much. I mean, other people, I don't think would for me like, yeah, other people could look at that route and be like, why is she so scared of this one? It's fine. But it, it just got me in all the right ways, like physically, mentally, emotionally, like the, the gear that was spaced out, you know, the crux way above a piece, you know, just all those, all that stuff combined. It wasn't just like one element that kind of freaked me out. You know, it was like all of these things. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? um, so that was really, that was really awesome. I love that. Oh, thank you for that. Like gave me goosebumps the entire time. I mean, God, that's something so special about climbing is like, it will show you what you're made of. Like you made that decision far be like before you were ready and you went for it anyway, because like there was some small piece of you that kind of knew I kind of need this challenge in order to even do it in the first place. Like that was the missing piece is like that, that element of the unknown, like, and that's ultimately what allowed you to rise up to the challenge of doing it. Like, like, I can't think of any other thing that like really allows us to do that in our lives. Like, 
Yeah. I always, I always tell people like, um, when I worked with climbers one-on-one, I was like, you know what, we are so different than like just the general American population. Like we do this sport so that we can see what we're made of. We do this sport because we like want, we have this need to push our limits and to see exactly how far we can go, not just physically, but like mentally as well. Like we, like, that's the thing I think that a lot of people keep coming back for is like, can I just Mm -hmm. expand my limits a little bit further? Mm-hmm. It's so true. I know it's, um, I've thought a lot about those, like, why do I like climbing so much? I mean, yeah, I like being outside. I like the movement and, um, I've met some of the most amazing people through climbing and, um, I'm a huge advocate of the outdoors and, um, I love gymnastics and sports and like you tie all those things together, but then there's something else that drives you. And then, especially when you have the desire to continue continuously want to excel. And I don't know about you, but for me in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of weight on that. I just wanted to get out. But over time, the more that you did it, you're like, Oh, I kind of want to try something a little harder. And then it kind of creeps up on you. And then, you know, and then you find yourself like deep into that world, like, Oh, I'm going to project. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. But prior to that, it was really, a very carefree process. I just enjoyed being out. I wasn't really driven by any of that stuff. I was like, I just want to get out and climb on stuff. It's so fun, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And then it shifts and yeah, changes. I I have the same exact experience too. I was just like happy to be outside at first and happy to like keep learning and, you know, doing the thing. And then eventually it shifted to like, oh, performance um, based everything. And then for me, I've yeah shifted a little bit away from that recently because of the stress and the pressure for you now. What is your relationship like with projecting, getting out? Like, how does that look for you when you're able to get out and go climb? Yes. Um, I, so climbing, uh, when I was climbing at my peak performance, uh, it requires, I'm not naturally this like prodigy gifted (laughs) athlete that can just like walk up to something and not climb for a while and just totally send, I have to put a lot of time and energy into it and I enjoy it. I love it. So I'm not, I'm not complaining. Um, but it does take a lot of my time. Um, so when I started introducing these other aspects in my life with firefighting and, you know, school and education and all these things. Um, those areas of my life were also producing a fair amount of stress. Um, and so I felt like I didn't have the mental space to, uh, to give more stress to climbing. And I need, I wanted, I, I just, when I would go out, I just wanted to, to, to flow. Like I just wanted to be on the rock. I just wanted to move. And, and if it was hard and it felt easy, fine. And if it was easy and it felt hard, fine. But like, I didn't want to freak myself out or psych myself out or, you know, I, I was just looking to like get into that, you know, um, mental, uh, you know, zone, uh, to, you know, just you know, like kind of getting this, like everything is quiet. You're not thinking. And I just needed to be in that space. So yeah, during the times that I was pushing hard in my work and school, um, my performance with climbing definitely went down. I just, I couldn't do both. It was just too much of me. And now I'm kind of in this space where I've put a lot of time and energy into my work and I'm finding this new balance with my climbing. Um, and just recently I've started to contemplate like, Oh, maybe I should, uh, pick some projects and see how they feel. Um, 
I need more. I, I still want to build more of a base before I try anything of climbing back at the level I was a few years ago that I'm not looking at that. I would probably work with something lower, like, Oh, well, let me try this level and see how that feels. And if I enjoy being in that, in that mode again, or if it's too, if it's creating too much stress for me or whatever, but trying to find that balance. Cause it, cause it is always shifting, you know, it's never the same. That's what makes navigating life in general and climbing in your work. So, <laughs> you know, once you find something that works, you're like, Oh, thank God. But then guess what? It changes. I don't know when, but eventually it does change. Um, you ride that wave as long as you can until you have to get on another one. Um, but lately I would say I'm climbing like right now on average, I climb a couple days a week and only for like a few hours tops, you know, I'm not out all day, uh, rarely anymore. I just don't have time. Um, or I'm not making time for it, I guess. Cause I'm, I'm putting that time for other things. Um, and yeah, just, uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't been climbing really hard. Uh, every now and then I'll, I might do like one or two moves that feel hard. And I, I just love that when you're, you're asking the demand of your body, like uh, to like tense up and do something like, God, that's fun. All right. Maybe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, but all in good time, you know, I just have to baby step my way through the, the process. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a beautiful reminder that like climbing, it is, it is stressful and it can be, especially projecting and trying to push your limits all the time that like really just taking that step back and looking at all the other pieces that you have in your life and saying like, where do I want to put my energy? Because I mean, for me, I tried for so long to put all of my energy into all of the things and I was just really frustrated and tired and it just wasn't working. And it just like, I was just like running myself into the ground. So I think you just gave a lot of people permission to just like be okay to like chase the flow state essentially. Like, yeah, you know, if the easy things feel, feel hard, that's okay. Great. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like reminding ourselves of why we do this in the first place. Like it really is to be outside, to connect to nature, to move your body. Like it can be like, that can be your goal for the day. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, I want to top this new boulder or repeat this thing or, you know, take the biggest whip of my life. Like it can just be like, I today, like, I just want to connect with this sport that I love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I I mean, you know, I think a big part of climbing better, if your goal is to, to be a, a, a better climber athlete or, you know, climb a harder, uh, harder grades or whatever is, is, um, you have to come to terms with your ability and I'm not, you know, that sky's the limit. I'm not putting, um, limitations on people, but you have to be realistic with what you can and cannot do at any given time. So if you go out you don't feel very good, that's okay. But you need to be in tune with your body in order to ask of it what you want it to do. And so if you're not listening to your body, you're not connecting with that space and how you move on the rock, you're just going to keep forcing a freaking square in a pay in a round hole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So like, once you're able to be like, okay, this is how I feel today. This is where I'm at. Um, I can now come from a place of honesty in my movement and where I'm at to, um, to try, to try these moves or to try this route or to try this project. And you can be tired and still send, you just have to be in that like space. Um, 
And, uh, and if you don't, then that's fine too. You're tired. Your body needs to rest. You're not connecting. You know, you might find, a. I try and stay really positive. So even if I walk away with like the tiniest amount of progress, I'll be like, I totally did great today. <laughs> you know? Yes. So. so necessary. Like the micro progress, like that, seriously, that's where it's at. Like as, as like successful as you can feel after a day, I'm always like, please do that. Like let's the littlest of wins, like all of those, they totally count. So you mentioning connecting to your body and like really checking in with how you feel. What are some of your favorite ways to, I mean, either get grounded, you know, do you have something like a morning routine? Like what is like kind of, I mean, you do so many things. You, I feel like your energy, like you're dispersing it in, in different directions, but what's something that makes you like come back to yourself and just feel grounded? Um, well, climbing, um, (laughs) climbing helps me feel grounded. Uh, in the mornings I try to meditate regularly. That helps me a ton. And I'm, anytime my friends are talking to me about something, I'm like, you need to meditate more. You should do this or whatever. And they get tired of me saying that, but I only advocate it because of what it's done for me and how it helps me. Uh, start my day with a clear mind and a clear heart with clear intentions and how I want to move forward. Um, And that's really good because we have energy coming in from people from all different directions all the time. Like it gets really scattered sometimes. And so you have to try and like pull yourself together and be like, okay, where am I at? What's my mission here? (laughs) What am I, am I, taking care of what I want to take care of right now uh, during this day or this part of my life or whatever. And so, you know, just meditating in the morning, I don't do it for, I mean, sometimes only five minutes. If I have time, I'll do it for 20 or 30. Um, but, uh, any time I can give to that really helps. And then, um, stretching a lot too. I recent, I've honestly, I've fallen out of habit of that recently, but Usually what I would do when I feel great is meditation, moving into a stretch. And then that, that stretch, uh, session kind of checks in with everything like, Oh, I'm feeling a little tight here. This kind of hurts or whatever. And, you know, no judgment, just checking in, see where everything's at. So I can, you know, make good decisions throughout the day. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then obviously eating well, hydrating, working out, all of those things help my brain, just feel good. Uh, and that's why I think I leaned so heavily on climbing for years to facilitate those things for me, because I was like, what am I going to do if I can't do it? If I can't get out or I can't connect, like I'm just going to, I can't, you know, this world's crazy sometimes. And you know, like, right. That was the lifeline essentially. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, those are my big ones. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. Meditating. It's something that's like seemingly so simple, but like a lot's going on up here when you actually like sit down and slow down and give yourself that time and space. So one of the last things that I want to ask you is what is something that you're into right now? This can be like a food. It could be a book, like anything. Like what, what are you into right now? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) Uh, let's see. There's like a lot of, there's a bunch of different things floating through my head right now. I mean, I guess it depends on the, well, I, okay, well, two things come to mind. So one is recently I went to Africa 
and I love animals. Oh my God. And I've just been like, so into going through my pictures and it was just such a beautiful trip. And, and I want to, I want to make a book and I'm going to do this. And, you know, for me, well, if other people want to see it too, that's fine. But you know, it's just, Oh, such a beautiful, such a beautiful trip. And I, I just want everyone to go to Africa and experience this too, because it's magnificent. Um, and the, the, the magic of the world is still out there. That's kind of what I, my takeaway from that trip was like, wow, it's still there. But at the same time, you, you see the, 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 the balances, um, <laughs> the, it's still there, but it's like in ways kind of hanging on by a shoestring. Um, so you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then one thing that you do that I actually really like, and I don't know what, how you got propelled into this, but I love cards. I love uh, Oracle cards. I love tarot cards. I love all types of cards, cards. And I, I love all the different messages. And um, there's just so much, uh, it's just, a, I don't know. I, I just, I get a lot out of it and I find it really inspiring and um, ways to ways to connect in other ways and um it's just it's so cool and so i i have a few decks and i'll go out if i see one I'm like oh that's so cute i totally want it and <laughs> so my collection is like slowly growing but um yeah it's a lot of fun that makes me so happy i know i'm always like but how many is too many i'm like no no there's no limit they all serve different purposes <laughs> there's never too many and there's so many different kinds out there. So right. I'm just giving the universe many different ways to connect with me. I'm just giving it lots of options. Um, yeah, I think it goes back to like that, like the cards allow you they're they're essentially a mirror. You get to check in with yourself. It's reflecting back, you know, a message that maybe you needed to hear, something that you're trying not to look at that maybe you should you know, put a little bit of effort and time into asking you where you need to protect your energy, set some boundaries. Like, yeah, I am right there with you. I'm all, all up into the cards. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I would, I'd say that's not a well-known, um, uh, a lot of people don't know I'm into cards, but, um, they're so fun and they're so beautiful. And the messages are just like, it's such a, just, they're great, you know, and they really, they're, they're helpful. They're encouraging. They're inspiring. They help you kind of open your mind and like lift your spirits in ways that you may not be seeing, finding on your own. And it can lead you down these other inspirational or intuitive paths that you, otherwise you just needed that little extra nudge, like, Oh, okay. And the outcome is always positive. And so that's kind of my you know, as long as if it's, if it's positive and it's coming from a place of love and, you know, light, happiness, all that stuff, then it's good. That's a good direction. Um, in a nutshell, and some uh, things can get complicated or muddy sometimes when in other aspects, but for the most part, that's like, if, it, if it's, if it's rooted in that, you can feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, that is, that's such a good place to wrap up too. So I will link um, your Instagram if anybody wants to start following you. So before we hop off, is there anything else that you want to share with everybody? Seriously, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a great conversation. And yeah, I'm, I'm so glad we got to talk about everything that we did. Thank you. Yeah, I feel, I feel like we could have talked about a lot of different things, but um, no, overall, I'm, just, I love what you do. Keep doing 
what you're doing. And I actually, I'm interested to, to see more. And anytime I see different, you know, live posts that you're doing, I'm like, God, that's so interesting. I don't have time, but I'm going to make time because I'm going to watch it anyways. Oh, I was supposed to be here. Hold on. This is really cool. You know? <laughs> oh, awesome. I just, I re- I'm so, yeah. Thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. A huge thank you to Jess for coming on the show. I hope that you absolutely loved that interview as much as I did. I am so thankful to her for sharing her knowledge and her wisdom and her words with us. Hopefully we can get her to come back on again. And as a reminder, if you have not yet joined the waitlist for Ignite, you can do so using the show notes. This is the 12-week business accelerator course for online business owners to scale their businesses to 5K months consistently. That's the key word there, consistently. So that you're consistently bringing in the income that you want and you deserve based on the impact that you want to have. And if you haven't yet left a rating and a review for the show, I would really appreciate it. It doesn't take very long and it really helps other people learn about the show as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please tag me, tag Jess, and I will be able to repost these all, put Jess's link to her Instagram in the show notes as well. And I'm so excited to see and hear what you thought of this episode. Thanks so much for listening and I will talk to you next episode. Thank you.